I surrender all. I surrender all. I surrender all. That's all it takes to be satisfied. I surrender all. You want to know the secret? Give it all to Jesus. Give it all to Jesus. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for this hour. We thank you for this opportunity. Now bless me, God, as only you can. Let Minister Tyrone decrease and you increase, oh God. Let your spirit rise up in me and use me to thy glory. Have your way on this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, 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 amen. To where we give honor to the Lord, Pastor Perry, Sister Sandy, First Lady, to all the preachers, all the ministers, all the elders, all those that make up this beautiful setting. And to all those that are on YouTube, Google, wherever you're tuning in at, we say welcome. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad. So we praise God on this morning. We thank God for being able to get the opportunity to share with you the good news of Jesus. Praise God. And I was thinking about a little story as we open up. And we all been down this road Easter. And this young fella was excited about Easter. He had an Easter basket. He had all this little greenery in there. He had his candy, and he had the rabbit, chocolate rabbit sitting in the middle. So he was excited about it. And then he grabbed the rabbit ear, and he bit off it. And guess what? It was hollow. And it leads us into Solomon. So we see this chocolate rabbit lies in the basket, surrounded by green grass. But the sweet taste had faded quickly from the child. And the child looked again, and the candy in his hand is hollow, empty, nothing, futile. The words having ring disappointment many times we run this life we try to gain this and that and the scripture says all vanity and vexation of spirit and disillusionment yet this is the life experience of many grasping the sweet things possessions but we have to learn to be satisfied experiences. We have to learn to be satisfied. Power and pleasure. They find nothing inside. Life is empty, meaningless, and they sink in despair. How often that happens to us in God said, I'll never leave nor forsake. 
I'm a very ever-present help in the time of trouble. As we move into Ecclesiastic on this morning, we're going to look at a few scriptures about Paul, about Solomon. had so much going. David, his father died. Solomon gained the kingdom. Solomon was a young man. And Solomon said, Lord, in so many words, I need your help to lead this such a great people that is before me. Give me wisdom and knowledge, knowing how to go in and out. And God was true to his promise. How many of us ask those things of God? And soon as God blesses us with the things we desire, then we get complacent. We forget, we say, oh, I'll be satisfied. It's such a wonderful thing recognize all it takes is to be content in God. So we're going to read this scripture and we're going to move. We're gonna, the first scripture we're going to read is First King 3. First Kings 3. We're going to start at Start at the third verse. Voice Kings 3, 3 through 15. And we just want to share this to get a little background of what's happening. Voice 3 and Voice Kings. Solomon loved the Lord and followed all the decrees of his father. David accepted that most important of these places of worship was at Gibeon. So the king went there and sacrificed thousand burnt offerings. That night, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream. And, and God said, what do you want? Eggs, and I will give it to you. Solomon replied, you showed me faithful love to your servant, my father David, because he was honest and he true and faithful to you. And you have continued your faithful love to him today by giving him a son to sit on the throne. Now, O oh Lord, my God, you have made me instead of my father David, but I am like a little child who doesn't know his way around. David Solomon used wisdom when he asked God for wisdom and knowledge because he was young. And here I am in the midst of your chosen, your chosen uh, people, a nation so great and numerous 
they cannot be counted. Give me an understanding heart so that I can govern upon your people well and know this difference between night, right, and wrong. For who by himself is able to govern, govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for wisdom, God's faithfulness. So God replied, because you have asked for wisdom in governing my people with justice and have not asked for to give you a uh, give you long life or wealth or even death or your enemy, I will give you what you ask for and I will give you a wise and understanding heart such as no one else has ever had or ever will have. Solomon, wisest man in that day. And, and I will also give you what you did not ask for. Look at God. God is good. God say you didn't even ask for this, but I give it. Solomon was being satisfied with wisdom and knowledge, but God pulled into him more riches and things. No other king in all the world will be compared to you for the rest of your life. And if you follow me, and if you follow me, and if you follow me and obey my decrees, and my commandments, you will you for the rest of your life. And if you follow me and obey my decrees and my commandments, as your father David did, I will give you a long life. Wow, isn't that a blessing? My God, praise God. It's it's wonderful, praise God, to recognize how God cares for us, how God loved us, love us. And last verse, and then Solomon woke up and realized it had been a dream. He returned to Jerusalem, stood before the ark of the Lord's covenant, where he sacrificed burnt offerings and peace offerings. Then he invited all officers to, to, to a great banquet. Read. So Solomon was and as he said, God kept him. Blessing. Well, let's look at First Kings 11. First Kings 11. First Kings 11. Let's watch what happened to Solomon. We're going to start at verse 1. Now, King Solomon loved foreign women. Here he goes. Be faithful. He made the pledge. Be faithful. But he loved foreign women. Besides Pharisee's Pharaoh's daughter, he married women from Moab, Ammon, Edom, Sidon, and from among the Hittites. The Lord had clearly instructed the people of Israel. You must not marry them because they will turn your heart to their God. 
Yet Solomon insisted on loving them anyway, going against what God said. He had 700 wives of royal birth and 300 concubines. In fact, they did turn his heart away from the Lord. Mm. In, in Solomon's old age, they turned his heart to worship other gods instead of being completely faithful to the Lord his God. As his father David had been, Solomon worshipped Astra, the goddess of the Sidonians and Molech, the detestable gods of the Amorites in this way. Solomon did what was evil in the Lord's sight. He refused to follow the Lord completely as his father David had done. Isn't that, isn't that something? How God blessed Solomon with wisdom would he ask for and knowledge. Not only that, God told him he would give him wealth and riches that he didn't even ask for. And on top of that, he turned and they do what God said not to do. Take in idol gods. Take in women that was not of the Israelites or of his company. He left them. Foreign women. But we see we're going to see the mercy of God. We're going to see what it means to be satisfied. Let's look at Deuteronomy. Let's look at Deuteronomy 17. And we're going to move right into our, our um, message a little bit deeper. But I'm giving you a little background to see why Solomon said all life is meaningless. Because all he did, all God blessed him with riches, wealth, and homes, and everything, property, everything he wanted, he, he got. He got the best of it. He, God allowed him to build the temple. Not only that, he put gold all in the temple and everything. But with all that, God showing his love toward him, he did not show his soft faith because he wasn't satisfied with God's blessing. So let's look at Deuteronomy for a minute here, and then we're going to conclude. Deuteronomy 17. Deuteronomy 17, 14 through 20. You are about to enter, and this God's talking to the children of Israel, the land of the Lord your God is giving you. When you take it over and settle there, you may think we should select a king to rule over us like the other nations. We're not satisfied with God. But here is they wanted a king like the other nations around them. If this happened, be sure to select a king, the man the Lord your God chooses. 
you must appoint a few Israelites. He may not be a foreigner. If the king must not build, if the king must not build up a large stable or horses or himself for himself, or send his people to Egypt to buy horses. But the Lord has told you, you must never return to Egypt. The king and he, he must not accumulate large amounts of wealth in silver and gold for himself. When he sits on the throne as the king, he must copy for himself this body of instruction on a scroll in the presence of the elite Levitical priests. And he must always keep the copy with him, all the terms of these instructions and degrees, decrees. This regular, regular reading will prevent him from becoming proud and acting as if he is above his fellow citizens. It will also prevent him from turning away from these commandments in the smallest of ways. And it will ensure that he and his descendants will reign for many generations. And we see here why it's important when he said about scroll. It's important to stay with God's word. Stay with God's word. Be satisfied with God's word. But the king was to be a man of God's word. It was important for him to understand. Amen. Let's move on to uh, uh, our, our uh, message in Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes, the first chapter. But we're going to read, we're going we're gonna to read, and this here just shows us in the first chapter, it talks about everything is meaningless. And if and this Ecclesiastic 1, and I'm going to share a few verses there, and then we're going to jump over to chapter 2. Everything is meaningless, and this is after 3,000 years Solomon come to the conclusion that everything is meaningless. After doing all what he did, accomplishing all he got, it wind up he saying it was meaningless. And let's hear why he say that. Because it says nothing new under the sun. What do the people get? Listen, everything. And said, there are words from the teacher, the King David, son who ruled in Jerusalem. Everything is meaningless, says the teacher. And it's as Solomon, completely meaningless. What do people get from all their hard work? How many times we have that same situation? And we know that this started in the garden when God cursed the ground because of Adam's and Eve's disobedience and sin. The earth ever changes. What does the people get at all their hard work under the sun? Generations come, generations go. But the earth never changes. The sun rises and the sun sets. Then it hurries around to rise again. Nothing changes. The wind blows south and the wind blows north. Around and around it goes blowing in circles. 
You see, it is still happening today. Nothing changes. Rivers run into the sea, but the sea is never full. Then the waters return again to the rivers and flow out again to the sea. It's never full. Everything is worrisome beyond description. No matter how much we see, we are never satisfied. We must be satisfied with God. No matter how much we hear, we are not content. History merely repeats itself. It has all been done before. Nothing under the sun is truly new. Sometimes people say, here is something new, but actually it's old. Nothing is ever truly new. We don't remember what happened in the past, and in the future generations, no one will remember what we are doing now. It must be satisfied. Never, never change. It, all, it just goes around in a circle. It comes right back where it started. Let's look at chapter 2. We're going to see Solomon's pleasure, how he say meaningful pleasure. We see society we, we think this is the answer, a car, a big home. Uh, uh, you know, we get the family, and we feel like we'd be happy and satisfied. But we're still empty because of a void of God. So here's Solomon showing us how he feel about it. I say it to myself, come let try pleasure. How many of us throughout, I'm talking as a whole, we run here to enjoy this in life. We go here to do this and do that, and we're still not satisfied. Pleasure. We get a car. We, we, it's not good enough. We got to get a bigger car. I was, I was driving along, I seen a, a guy with a big trailer in the side of his house, and then he had a bigger trailer behind it. Never satisfied. Pleasure. We always got to be doing something, but come to the house. This is where our pleasure, this is where our heart should be. And this was Solomon did. He went outside of being content with God and following what God wanted him to do. Pleasure. Let's look for the good things in life. We're always looking for the good things in life. But I found that this too was meaningless. So I said laughter is silly. We do things, we, we go different places and try to get uh, laughter or some a club or something. You know, everywhere, we're always looking for something to lift us up, to, to make our experience real, but we're never happy. What, goes, what good does it to seek pleasure? 
after much thought, I decided to cheer myself with wine. And we hear stories and stories and stories how people go through all kinds of things to satisfy them. And they still come up empty. Myself with wine. We drink. We do drugs. Young people overdose. Commit suicide. Because they're looking for the answer. They never satisfy. And while, while still seeking wisdom, I clutched it at foolishness in this way. I tried to experience the only happiness most people find during their brief life in this world. Be satisfied with God. I also tried to find me. I also tried to find meaning by building huge brick homes for myself and by planting beautiful vineyards. I made gardens. All this Solomon did when he became king. And he just built and built and built. But he was talking about I. Praise God. The gardens and parks, filling them with all kinds of fruit trees. I built reservoirs to collect the water to irrigate my many flourish, flourishing groves. I brought slaves, both men and women, and others were born into my household. All this Solomon brought in to encourage himself, to build his kingdom more and more without recognizing God. I bought slaves from women. I also broke down to prison. I also owned large herds and flocks silver and gold, the treasures of many kings and providence. I hired wonderful singers, both men and women, and had many beautiful concubines. I had everything man could desire, but it was meaningless. And then he had all these women, these concubines that brought him away from God, worshiping their idols. I had everything a man could desire, so I became greater. So I, everything is I, became greater than who had lived in Jerusalem before me. And my wisdom found great pleasure in hard work, a reward for all my labor. But as I looked at everything I had worked so hard to accomplish, I was also mean it was also meaningless like chasing at the wind there was nothing really worthwhile anywhere 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 not nothing it would be seen all that he had did to find pleasure and it wind up being meaningless he never would satisfy so we 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 see here we must be satisfied Look at now we look at verse twelve of chapter two. So I decided to complete to compare wisdom. He's constantly trying to find the answer with foolishness and madness. For who can do this better than I the king? 
I thought wisdom is better than foolishness. Just as light is better than darkness. Just as light is better than darkness. For the wise can see where they are going, but the fool walks in darkness. Yet I saw that the wise and the foolish share the same fate. The wise and the foolish share the same fate. Both will die. So I said to myself, since I will end up the same as the fool, what's the value of all my wisdom? Solomon had problems. Solomon has problems. This is all so meaningless. For the wise and the foolish both die. The wise will not be remembered any longer than the fool. In the days to come, both will be forgotten. My God, how, how sad, how sad for Solomon the wine of life. And so the same thing with us, the world, same thing with people every day. They're trying to find ways to satisfy themselves. And they never can find it. If it's apart from God, it won't work. It has to be apart from God. Praise God. So what we see here, if your goals are to satisfy only yourself, you will find yourself empty. Seeking one thing after another, as Solomon did. If your goal is to serve God others, then you will experience a full life, one that won't leave you sour. Praise God. Let's move on. Praise God. Let's go to uh, Psalms 19. see here this is David's psalm and he's speaking here the heavens proclaim the glory of God the heavens proclaim the glory of God the skies display his crafty craftsmanship so we should this is where we, we become satisfied be satisfied in God's word. Because we see the heavens. You know, they, they, they proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftiness. Day after day, they continue to speak. When Solomon is looking for every, everywhere else for to be satisfied, it was right there before him. Right in front of him. And we, we have the same problem today. Everybody's searching for it everywhere. And this and that. And it, and it never be satisfied. Day after day, verse 2, they continue to speak. Talking about the heavens. Talking about the existence of God. Talking about the power of God. They continue to speak without a sound of words. 
talked about the, the sun. It rises and it goes down and it comes back. Hurry to rise again. We talked about the wind. It blows to the south. And it blows to the north. And it comes right back to the same place. We talked about the ocean. They, they, they run into the sea, but the sea is never full. We're talking about the goodness of God. We're talking about the power of God. We're talking about his love. He shows it to us. Their voice is never heard. We don't hear, we don't, we, 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 we don't hear the cry to heaven, but we see it. We see God's work. Yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their words to all the world. Talking about God's love. God has made a home in heaven for the sun. It bursts forth like a radiant bridegroom after his wedding. God cares. It rejoices like a great athlete eager to run the race. The sun rises at one end of the heaven and follows its course to the other end. The nature in the heaven, nature of the heavens. Nothing can hide from his heat. Praise God. We're looking at God's goodness. We are surrounded by fantastic displays of God's craftsmanship. The heavens give dramatic evidence of his existence, his power, his love, his care. Be satisfied. Be satisfied to say that the universe happened by chance is absurd. Its design, in intricacy, and all in this point to a personal personality involved creator. As we look at God's handiwork in nature and in the heavens, thank him for such a magnificent beauty and truth it reveals about the creator. Isn't that good? Be satisfied. Be satisfied. Praise God. Look at, we get ready to close. Praise God. Uh, we're going to go to Ecclesiastic we're all familiar with these verses. Ecclesiastes 12, 13, and 14. That's the whole story. Here now, in my final conclusion, fear God and obey his commandments. Something Solomon forgot to do. Something we forget to do until God saves us, until God turns our life around, until we get into the Word and learn of God. 
then we see the beauty of God. Then we see the concern of God. Then we see the need of God. And then it won't be empty. Then it won't be meaningless. We run here and there. But that's not the answer. Fear God and obey his commandments. For this is everyone's duty. Fear God and keep his commandments. This is everyone's duty. God includes everybody. Verse 14, God will judge us for everything we do, including every, including every secret thing, whether they're good or bad. We're going to have to give an account. We're going to have to give account. And lastly, Philippians 4 and 11. I have, heard, have learned how to be content, be satisfied. Whatever I have, this is what the conclusion of the story. We learn, have to learn to be content, to be satisfied with God, and all those other things that's God supplied to Solomon. Solomon was humble when at the beginning because he ate for wisdom and knowledge and God blessed him and God did more in abundance for him. But he decided to go the other way. He decided to stop looking to God and start looking for things and doing things that God told him not to. So the, the bottom line is this is God we need. This is what we must be satisfied with. So we close out today. And if anyone that don't know Jesus and the pardon of their sins, we open up the opportunity that you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You can do it wherever you're at. All you have to do is have a repentant spirit recognize Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And God will take you in. That goes to anyone that are not satisfied. God will satisfy you. He will do everything you need and for you and give you everything you need. So we praise God. We thank God make that altar call for again that is there anyone in the sound of my voice that don't know Jesus this is your opportunity give your life to God because he saved let's hear the conclusion of the whole thing fear God and keep his command for that is the whole thing God will bring everything into judgment, whether it's good or bad. So God bless you today.
Thank you for your patience. Have a blessed day in Jesus. satisfied, you know, to be satisfied in the Lord. You know, I remember when our kids were little, small babies, infants, we had pacifiers. Now, you know, they get to whining and, you know, unstable and hungry. You stick the pacifier in their mouth, they just, they, they quiet. But you can only give the pacifier so long. After a while, the pacifier is not going to do, do the job because now they're not satisfied. Their stomach is empty. They, they need something, you know. And, and, you know, babies is about the most selfish folks on the planet. They want what they want right now. You know, they, no excuses. I'm going to cry. I'm going to throw stuff until you understand what I'm trying to say. And we have to make sure that we're not like that as adults. whining and, you know, like some folks say, crying with a loaf of bread under each arm, you know. Sometimes we're never satisfied, but you know what I've learned? To be satisfied in the Lord. I, I, I may not be where I want to be, but I'm a long way from where I came from. And it don't take much to make me happy. It don't make, it don't take much. You know, God has been so good. And I thank God for the word, uh, Brother Tyrone, to be satisfied in the Lord. You, we have, as Pastor Jones talked about a lot of time, we have this God-shaped hole in our soul, in our very being, that nothing can fill but the love of Jesus. God placed that hole there for a purpose that we can receive him into our hearts and our minds. And that's where true happiness comes from. That's where true joy comes from. When you now you know who you are. You, you, know, you know who who the Lord is. You know where you come from. Job said, I know that my Redeemer lives. Isn't that something? That he, I know that my Redeemer lives and he will stand at the latter day upon the earth even after the skin worms have destroyed this body. Yet in my flesh will I see God. That's satisfying. Knowing that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. That's being satisfied. 
knowing that my God will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, I'm satisfied. Thank you, Lord. It's nothing I'm looking for that I just got to have. But I can rest in the Lord. Amen. Isn't that a blessing? You, you, I don't, you, and when you're, when you're real, and you can only be real when you have Jesus in your life, but when you're real, you don't have no plastic face. You don't have to be this over he, this way over here and this way over there. No, Sister Carolina, well, I'm just going to be who I am wherever I'm at. Who am I? I'm a man that loves Jesus. It's a woman who loves the Lord, and that is such a blessing. Praise God. So again, my brother, thank you so much for the word. Thank you for putting that, that invitation out there. That if somebody's not satisfied today, that they don't have to leave the way they came. Those that may be sitting there in their living rooms, in their, it, it, it may be laying in their bed listening to the word of God today from various places. You, don't, you can be satisfied. And all you have to do is lift up your hands and say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Make me whole. Make me anew. Forgive me of my sin. It's just such a blessing. I'm so glad that I had to go that way one day. God had to deliver me from myself. <laughs> I, was, I, I, was the, I was my worst enemy and didn't even know it. You know, Sometimes the things that we hold on so close is the very things that's killing us. But when we come to Christ, we find a new life. And it's not dull. It is not dull being in Christ. Because, see, I was under that illusion. I thought people in church was square as a pool table and twice as green. You know, they, they, don't, they don't know nothing. You know what? I didn't know nothing. But when I came into Christ, I found a new family. I found new friends. I found a relationship with this God who created me. And he wanted me to be satisfied with him alone. And when you're satisfied with the Lord alone, he'll bless your socks off. He'll give you things that you never even thought you wanted or desired. He'll say, and you say, oh, wow, what you do? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for turning my dark yesterdays into bright tomorrows. Oh, we bless the Lord on today. Praise God. It may be Super Bowl Sunday, but we serve a super God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you. He sent his son to die for you and I. Praise the Lord. We might be pulling for the chiefs or the eagles and all that stuff today, but you know what? I'm cheering on Jesus. Hallelujah. At the end of the day, I don't care who wins, but I know who has already won, who paid it all for you and for me. Praise the Lord. Why don't we stand? Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Anybody got prayer requests in your heart, just, just get it in your heart and get it in your mind. And, and because the Lord, the God we serve, he knows what's in our heart and our mind. So while we're praying this benediction prayer, Get that thing in your heart and, 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 and symbolically live, lift up your request to God. Amen. Just like this. You got an issue? Lift it up to God. Father God, we thank you, Lord. We come to you, Lord, loving you with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. We come to you, Lord God, lifting up our issues, our illnesses, our indecisiveness, Lord. Uh, troubles from both sides we, we lift it all up to you today God for your word is quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword and you know all about it Father so we, we're crying out to you and Father we know that you hear our prayers we know that you answer 
And so, Father, when you do it, we're going to tell the world. We're going to stand up and tell the world flat-footed that I'm satisfied. The God I serve, he provided for me. He healed me. He delivered me. He gave me peace when I had no peace. He forgave me of all of my sins. He told me to move forward and not to look back. Oh, God, we thank you today. Look on these, your precious people. Bless like only you know how. Father, we'll be so careful to give you glory, honor, and praise. We magnify your name, Lord. You're worthy, worthy, worthy to be praised. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, bless us as we leave this place, but not your presence, Lord. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your word. Your word says, now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand praise. Hallelujah.